This is Norm. I was prompted by a recent tweet by Joao Maitias, who has actually had me on his show, the the Modern Golden Age uh, podcast. I'll definitely link it in in the in the show notes to describe below. But one of the things that he brought up was on the concept of playfulness and its association with age, with children, the definitions of curiosity that are brought up, and the associations in that when we face these concepts later down the line, when we are older, when we are in our 20s, in our 30s, with responsibilities, with bills to pay and kids to take care of, and things to worry about, and crises to handle. Lots and lots of things are plaguing our mind. All of a sudden, sacrifices have to be made. The child in me isn't needed to handle all of these responsibilities. All of a sudden, I don't need to worry about, oh, what are my toys doing up until now? What are they talking about? What games can I play right now? This is when we start to question ourselves. Why is it that we harbor such attributes when currently in this this context, it's not needed? So we question ourselves. Sometimes we degrade ourselves. We look at ourselves in the mirror and we see not a man in the mirror, but a boy with the facade of a man with a larger body, a larger vessel, one with greater experience. And based off of present experiences, we have judged our child selves to be irrelevant. I would like to challenge that. Handling something like childish attributes or attributes found within children. As soon as we see them in ourselves and we start to question said value, it's a dangerous thinking pattern, I would say. I wouldn't be able to reach up until this point without that curiosity within me, embedded within me, embodied within me this entire time. Therein comes the thought of, one, how has these definitions changed over time as I've aged throughout the decades? And two, what can I do with my memory? What can I do with my childhood experiences that have shaped me to become the person that I am now? When our interests have diverged into a direction where we start to think about, you know, a lot more adult topics, and I'm not not talking about sex and all that, but rather philosophy, um, self-improvement, introspection, maybe fields in the world that we have a vested interest in, a passion, an obsession These weren't the things that we were thinking about when we were, say, nine years old. Or at least for me, I wasn't thinking about the podcasting ecosystem or the meaning of life when I was nine or eight years old. I was thinking about dinosaurs and World War II and planes and tanks and wrestling. These were the things that captured my attention. What had captured my attention, the answer to that question has changed over time. And with that, a, shall we say, a distinction of the definition of curiosity and the pursuit of such curiosity throughout the many years that I've lived. <laughs>
So I come to record this, this audio journal, this little recorded piece to myself, and I ask, what can I do for the child in me? For most, when they haven't had the time to sit down and have a talk with their younger self, they say, hey, child me, what are you doing here? Why are you here? You're not going to be helping me with paying my bills. You're not going to be helping me with my career. You're not going to be helping me with researching all these interesting things. And I feel that in the counsel of the mind, when we have three main characters, the past, the present, and the future, and we'll get to the future in a second, the past and the present are bickering. The present would be starting up fights, and the past would be throwing tantrums, would be getting angry, would be feeling neglected, abandoned even, because supposedly, or with assumptions, the table or the council has approved or accepted that such attributes are not needed anymore. But we can look at this from a different manner. If we live in the present, we live in the present with the foundations of the past holding up all of our current things that we're paying attention to. So the child is playing the role of Atlas holding the world for us as we're walking amongst the lands, looking at the oceans, crossing the seas, flying through the skies. And now we see that the child self has been with us this entire time. Yes, they may not be playing a primary role. Yes, they may not be handling all the the decisions. I would not trust my 10-year-old self with business taxes and shit like that, right? Now we ask ourselves, what is the role of the child within me now? And to that I say, there are lessons. I can ask my child for advice. My child self has the curiosity that is unlimited, unending. Because I've reached out to them and said, thank you so much for giving me the inspiration, the encouragement to show me all of the rewards, the satisfaction, the glee, the joy of chasing after the pursuits right now because I, my present self, will now take that, heed that advice and pursue the interests that are present now. So we go back to the council of the mind. There's items being thrown around, toys being thrown around. And now we come to a lull in the moment where the present self is tired, exhausted. But the child can still play. The child can still explore. The child can still play the role of the captain (laughs) of the exploration team in the world of the self. And we start to see specific things come up. Where we are watching or where we are seeing above as we are taller than the child. The child can see things from a different angle, from below. If you think about it, children are always looking up. They look up to adults. They look up to the environment. They look up to the world. They look up to the sky. And they look up to the sky waiting for an answer. This is how they grow. They grow according to the answers given to them by their fellow adults, their 
Sorry, not fellow, but you know what I mean. Their family members, their parents, their siblings, older siblings, of course, their friends, their teachers, their mentors, and that shapes them up until now. So the present self then is an accumulation of the child influenced by years of experience. But that doesn't mean we have to kill the child in order to become who we are right now, in order to become a better version of ourselves right now, assuming that is your current pursuit. The child still has a role to play. They may take a backseat. They may be taking the role of a counselor. And despite their tantrums and their cryings and their unending laughter, all of a sudden, the child still is there with a seat at the table of my mind. So as we explore throughout life and as we explore throughout dreams and worries, the present may lose his or her direction, but the child will still choose to without hesitation, without a notion of fear, without such concepts plaguing their little (laughs) childlike minds, will push forward. So we add more to the council. And the eventual goal is to have a council of the mind so grand and flourishing that we finally meet player three, our elder selves, our older selves, the ones who will exist in the future. We're going to find them. We are going to arrive at where we will be. We are going to arrive at where we are destined to go to because it is a group effort of the present and the past. So to the child in me, I say thank you for being so strange and stupid and lacking in hesitation whatsoever. But I also thank you for being so interested in everything, to be so looking for, looking for so much joy in all of the things and the perceivings and the perceptions of all of your environments, because that has shaped me, my present self, to add some order in to maintain that, to sustain that, because only with such habits can we reach eventually up until our greatest forms or our greatest versions of ourselves, and that is player three. That is me 60 years later laughing at all the bickerings because it's so trivial and so pointless at how I'm questioning a part of me who actually did exist with like evidence, you know, through like childhood photos and all that stuff. And in the grand scheme of things, none of that matters. The child in me still has a place in my mind. The child in me still has a place in making decisions, to a certain degree, of course. And the child in me still is willing to play the game of life. Living is the best or the greatest toy that the child can play with. And I think for our present selves, a good lesson there would be we should act or play the role of an older sibling or a parent and allow that to happen. All of a sudden, I'm getting parallels to Khalil Corozo's notes on, um, I forgot the name, but it's like the rider and the stallion, where we must 
allow a part of ourselves to go ahead with tasks to be done without hesitation. But as soon as we try to implement some level of control, some level of overwhelming constraint, we become so discouraged. We become tired. We have then imposed said exhaustion that we are tired from onto ourselves. Because by default, that's what we thought or that's what we believe society expects us um, to go through, to suffer. Suffering then becomes society-induced constraints. And the child in me is the answer against that. Thank mm-hmm. you.